Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Legacy of Queens for Sunday, March 14th, 2021. This is episode 18 and tonight we're looking at a person, a man of great dignity whose legacy started in Astoria and moved his way to the Bronx, becoming a lifetime Yankee baseball player. Yes, and even though he started his life in Astoria, Queens, the chairman of the board, as his nickname was, he was a baseball pitcher who played his entire 16-year Major League Baseball career with the New York Yankees. He was a 10-time All-Star and 6-time World Series champion. And in 1961, he won both the Cy Young Award and the World Series Most Valuable Player Award. He led the American League in wins three times and earned run average twice. And he is the Yankees franchise leader in career wins at 236, 45 shutouts, and 3,170 and a third innings pitched. He started games 438, tied with Andy Pettit. And he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1974. You're probably wondering who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Yankees legend who was not maybe as popular as Babe Ruth or Yogi Berra, but has shined over the course of his life. I'm talking about Edward Charles Whitey Ford, and he is our legacy of Queens right here on episode 18 of this edition of The Legacy of Queens. We welcome you to the show, and we're ready to go. Whitey Ford, a legacy in his own right. He was born in Manhattan, and at the age of five, he moved to the Astoria neighborhood of Queens, a few miles from the Triborough Bridge, to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And he attended public schools and graduated from the Manhattan High School of Aviation Trades. 1951, Ford married Joan at St. Patrick's Cathedral Church in Glen Clove, New York, on Long Island, and they lived in this city for a period during the 1950s. They had two sons and a daughter together. Ford was signed by the New York Yankees as an amateur free agent in 1947 and played his entire career with them. And while still in the minor leagues, he was nicknamed Whitey for his light blonde hair. Ford began his Major League Baseball career on July 1st of 1950 with the Yankees. He won his first nine decisions before losing a game in relief. Ford received a handful of lower ballot, most valuable player votes despite throwing just 112 innings and won the Sporting News Rookie of the Year award. During the Korean War era in 1951 and 52, Ford served in the United States Army and he rejoined the Yankees for the 53 season. And the Yankee Big Three pitching staff became a Big Four 
as Ford joined Ali Reynolds, Vic Rashi, and Eddie Lopat. Ford was war number 19 in his rookie season, but upon his return, he changed to number 16, which he wore for the remainder of his, of his career. Ford eventually went from the number four pitcher on a great staff to the universally acclaimed number one pitcher of the Yankees. He became known as the chairman of the board for his ability to remain calm and in command during his high-pressure situations. He was also known as Slick, a nickname given to him, Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle by manager Casey Stengel, who called them Whiskey Slicks. Ford's guile was necessary because he did not have an overwhelming fastball, but being able to throw several other pitches very well gave him pinpoint control. Ford was an effective strikeout pitcher for his time, tying the then-AL record of six consecutive strikeouts in 1956 and again in 1958. Ford never threw a no-hitter, but he pitched two consecutive one-hit games in 1955 to tie a record held by several pitchers. Sal McGuile, or Magley, star pitcher for the New York Giants, thought Ford had a similar style to his own, writing in... 1958 that Ford had a good curve, good control, a changeup, and an occasionally sneaky fastball. In 1955, Ford led the American League in complete games and games won. In 1956, in earned run average and winning percentage. And in 1958, in earned run average and in both 61 and 63, in games won and winning percentage. Ford won the Cy Young Award in 1961. He likely would have won the 1963 AL Cy Young Award, but this was before the institution of a separate award for each league, and Ford could not match Sandy Koufax's numbers for the Los Angeles Dodgers of the National League. Some of Ford's totals were depressed by Yankees manager Casey Stengel, who viewed Ford as his top pitching asset, and often reserved his ace left-hander for more formidable opponents such as the Cleveland Indians and Chicago White Sox. When Ralph Hoffman... was promised his uh, was his first 21 season a career best 25 and 4 record and the Cy Young award ensued Ford was also deft at keeping runners at their base he set a record in 1961 by pitching 243 consecutive innings without allowing a stolen base. He had given up smoking, he said. My doctor told me that whenever I, would, whenever I think of smoking, I should think of a bus starting up and blowing the exhaust in my face.
in Yankee Stadium. Yankee groundskeepers would wet down an area near the catcher's box where the Yankee catcher, Elston Howard, was positioned. Pretending to lose balance, Howard would put down his hand with the ball and coat one side of the ball with mud and throw it to Ford. Now, Ford sometimes... Late in my career when I needed something to help me survive. I didn't cheat when I won the 25 games in 1961. I don't want anybody to get any ideas and take my Sun Young Award away. And I didn't cheat in 1963 when I won 24 games. Well, maybe a little. <clears throat> Ford admitted to doctoring the ball in the 1961 All-Star Game at Candlestick Park to strike out Willie Mays. Ford and Mantle had accumulated 12. owner's uh, country club. Stoneham promised to pay their tab if Ford could strike out Mays. What was that all about, Mays asked. I'm sorry, Willie, but I had to throw you a spitter, Ford replied. <laughs> Ford won 236 games for the New York Yankees, uh, still a franchise record. And uh, Ford is tied with Dave Fouts for the fourth best winning percentage in baseball history at six hundred uh, at uh, six ninety. Wow, winning percentage of six ninety—that's a lot. Kershaw and Jacob DeGrom have a lower ERA. Ford's worst um, ERA in a single season was 3.24. And Ford has uh, 45 shutout victories, including eight one to nothing wins. As a hitter, Ford posted a 173 batting average with 91 runs, three home runs, 69 runs batted in, and 113 bases on balls. In 22 World Series games, he batted 082 with four runs, three RBIs, and seven walks. Defensively, he recorded a 961 fielding percentage. World Series victories more than any other pitcher. He also leads all starters in World Series losses with eight and starts, 22, as well as innings, hits, walks, and strikeouts. And in 61, he broke Babe Ruth's World Series record of 29 and two-third consecutive scoreless innings. The record eventually re reached 33, though MLB rulemakers retroactively reduced the record to 33 innings since Ford did not complete a full inning before allowing the streak-ending run. It is still a World Series record, although Mariano Rivera broke it as a postseason record in 2000. Ford won the 1961 World Series MVP award. He appeared on eight 
all-star teams between 54 and 64. In 74, Ford and Mickey Mantle were both elected to the National Best Baseball Hall of Fame. At the time, the Yankees retired as number 16. In 87, the Yankees dedicated plaques for Monument Park at Yankee Stadium for Ford and Lefty Gomez. In 1999, Ford ranked 52nd on the Sporting News list of baseball players' uh, greatest players. He was nominated that year for the Major League Baseball All-Century team. In 1994, a road in Mississauga, Ontario, was named Ford Road in his honor. The north-central area of Mississauga is known informally as the Baseball Zone, as several streets in the area are named for Hall of Fame baseball players. In 2000... The battle of the ball field overlooking the East River on 26th Avenue between 1st and 2nd Streets in Astoria, Queens, was named Whitey Ford Field at a Yankee Stadium ceremony. Ford was the Yankees' pitching coach during the 64 season. In 68, he served as the Yankees' uh, first base coach, and in 74 and 75, as pitching coach. In 1977, Ford was part of a, the broadcast team for the first game in Toronto Blue Jays' history. In 2008, Ford threw the first pitch at the 2008 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Also in 1977, Ford began serving as the commissioner of the New American Professional Slow Pitch Softball League, one of several men's professional softball leagues in the United States. In 2002, Ford opened Whitey Ford's Cafe, a sports-themed restaurant and bar next to Roosevelt Field Mall in Garden City, New York. A replica of the Yankee Stadium facade trimmed both the exterior and the bar, whose stools displayed uniform numbers of Yankee luminaries and widescreen TVs were installed throughout. The main dining area housed a panoramic display of Yankee Stadium from the 1950s, specifically a Chicago White Sox-Yankees game with Ford pitching and Mickey Mantle in center field. The Yanks were up 2 to nothing. The servers were dressed in Yankee road uniforms with Ford's number 16 on the back. It lasted less than a year before it closed down. During the 1950s, Ford lived for a period in Glen Cove on the north shore of Long Island. And as of 2015, the 86-year-old Ford was splitting his time between his homes in Long Island and Florida. Ford died on October 8th of 2020 at his home in Lake Success on Long Island at the age of 91. 13 days before his 92nd birthday. He was watching the Yankees play in Game 4 of the 2020 American League Division Series on television and was surrounded by his family. The cause of death was not immediately announced, but he had suffered from dementia for several years. When he died, he was the second oldest living member of the Hall of Fame after Tommy Lasorda. And there you have it, friends. Whitey Ford, a look at the man who was the all-time chairman of the board for the New York Yankees. I'm Jason DiCanio, and next week on our program, we're going to be looking at John Frusciante. Yes, John Anthony Frusciante. He is the guitarist of the rock band The Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he was born in Queens, New York, of Italian descent. We'll look at him next week. On the Legacy of Queens. I'm Jason DiCanio. Remember, always be your best. Do what you do best. And always remember where 
things take you, well, that's a good thing too as well. <laughs> now if I could find, yes. All right. There we go. Now I'm good. All right. My 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 recording is back behind for some reason. I don't know why, but it is. But we'll see you next week on the Legacy of Queens. Have a great night. I'm Jason DiCanio. Bye-bye.